Just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and guests and in no way represent the state of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Historical Society, or the Oklahoma State Historic Preservation Office. Welcome to the Musings of an ADD Mind podcast. This is your host, Jack, and I have the ADD Mind, as does... My guest today, because we are smack dab in my series of adulting with ADHD. How do we cope? How do we compensate? How do we make it through a day of work? This is what we are out to find out on this podcast. Today, my guest is Cody. Now, this is what's cool. You have already met his wife, the very lovely Kim, who told us about working at a news station. The very great titled... Uh, Lucy Sparkles and Snakes on a Printer. So um, when I when I made my call for folks with uh, ADHD, she was like, "Oh, my husband would be perfect for this." So here we go, Cody. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Real quick, I'll throw it to you. Why don't you sort of give us, you know, your uh, where you went to school, what you do for uh, a living at the moment, and then we can go in because that's sort of cr- crucial. To describing how you deal, you know, with ADHD at your, you know, in your life. Um, so I'm born and raised in Oklahoma City. Uh, I went to Buchanan Elementary, home of the Bears, and uh, the then Bears. I went to, the Bears. Uh, then I went to Northeast uh, Health Science and Engineering Academy for middle school and high school over on the East Side. So pride of the East Side. I went mm-hmm. to uh, sixth grade to twelfth grade there, uh, and then I took classes at. O triple street, O triple C, Rose State. Um, so I have some college, but I, I what's funny is I have like 170 hours of college credit and no degree. Uh, <laughs> I, I literally, if you look at my my transcript, it's like uh, I was a nurse, nursing major, then I was IT, then I was automotive, film, and then I did engineering, and um, so I was working on engineering, and then I was just like I got into drafting. Uh, CAD design. And I was like, oh, you don't have to have a degree for this? <laughs> cool. I'm going to do that instead. <laughs> awesome. So just real quick, side quest number one for the episode. <laughs> Which degree field are you closest to actually getting your bachelor's oh. in? <laughs> uh, I think it would be engineering, actually. I was really close to automotive because um, I did auto body repair for, right. uh, oh, I think, a year at metro tech and then um i was gonna go get ASCE, i think is what it is or ase automotive service in- whatever i don't know acronyms right tlas three letter acronyms um, we can't remember those <laughs> oh no <laughs> no i'm screwed on that um yeah. so i was gonna go for that and i was really close to finishing that one up but i was just you know i was just the associates program and then uh, I applied for OU because when I met Kim, she was at OU and I was like, I'm just going to go to college where she goes. Right. And uh, they were like, no, you're too dumb. And I was like, fair. And so <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't do anything about it. And then they sent me a letter and they're like, oh, if you apply now, we'll put you on academic probation because we need people like you to be there. And uh, I was like, all right. And I couldn't get funding for it. And I grew up extremely poor. Right. So I was like, I, I can't afford this. So I was just like, you know what? I'll go be a mechanic. And then, then I fell into drafting. So, you know, strangely enough, so far, you're the, the third guest I've had on talking about 
ADHD, but having 14 different majors in college probably is the most ADHD thing out of all of my guests thus far, if you think about it. (laughs) Oh, well, you know what was really cool and (laughs) facilitated the dumbest reasoning for all this? So if you graduated from an Oklahoma City public school when I did, you could get five years for free at OCCC, which is an insanely long time for a community college. Yeah. So you didn't have to pay tuition. You had to pay for books and some fees. So I could always afford that. So I did that. So I, that's, that's how, that's how my transcript, I mean, like legit, like last time I looked, it was like 170 something hours. And I was like, I should be a doctor. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was like, and like, and that's not even, I don't think that includes my Rose State stuff where I think I have like 30 hours. So I was like, eh, whatever. And I have a friend that's a doctor and she's like, you, what? I don't. All right. I'm like, what? How, yeah, how she's you... like, how? How many years of schooling did you go through? I was like, a lot. <laughs> Lots of people go to school for eight years. They're called doctors. That's true. You know who else did? Tommy Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely enough, this is now the second ADHD podcast in a row where I have got to make a Tommy Boy reference, and I'm quite you happy know, you're about on, this. On a roll, man. You just, you just, you know what the people want. I'm, I'm quite happy about Tommy Boy references. Now I'm going to have to go watch Chris. it again. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen it for several years. I need to go back and watch it again. Yeah. It's always, it's always irked me that it was not nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. I, you know what? The Academy just doesn't understand art. Exactly. Exactly. Uncultured swine. Exactly. Exactly. Asses. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I haven't even watched... I don't, like, I don't watch... I like, I watch some movies. Like I've seen like almost every Fast and the Furious because I'm a car guy. Right. And I've seen like, I watched like some terrible like action propaganda film on Netflix last night. And then like, like I have friends who are like, oh, you need to watch this because it's Beck's picture. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've never, I've seen like five episodes of Game of Thrones. Like if it's popular, I'm like, right. nah, it's not for me. I have, uh, I don't know if this is unique or whatever, but I have never seen Pretty Woman. Uh, it was before my time, but I'm aware well, of the, the script. I've never seen it, and this drives my wife crazy because keep in mind my favorite movies are Star Wars movies. I've Fair. never seen Pretty Woman because it's not realistic. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she's I, like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Hookers don't look like Julia Roberts." I I have been to Vegas and I have been approached by <laughs> maybe <some> there, <laughs> maybe it's only there. I and like I we went to Amsterdam and like I'm telling you. Some of them were cool. A lot of them were just like, oh, like, yeah. I'm like, that just, that's not going to happen in real life. Well, well, and you know, what's funny is, is like, I'm a huge geek nerdy kind of guy. I've never seen a whole line. I take that back. I had never seen star Wars. And then one of my good buddies, one of my best friends, Evans is super into star Wars. And he, I guess it never came up. So for his birthday one year, I went and saw the last one with him. And I was like, I just didn't say anything because I was like, this isn't for me. This is for him. And right. then at the end of the movie, he's like, man, they really like, they did this, this, and this. I was like, yep. And he was like, you don't seem super excited about it. And I was like, uh, I've never seen, I've seen the Family Guy things of Star Wars, but I, I've right. never watched them before. And he was like, <laughs> why did you go? And I was like, because it was your birthday. Like, if I wanted to go watch something dumb for my birthday, you'd go watch it. And he's like, you're a good dude. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, you know, side quest number one took consider a considerable length of time. I think we yeah. should circle back 
to what you do as a career now. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I started out uh, 2010. Uh, I got a job as a CAD technician, which is basically the dude that just does nothing or everything nobody else wants to do. So like um, I, what I do is I actually uh, design residential subdivisions, commercial projects, such as like gas stations or, uh, you know, like multifamily home or like apartments, um, mm -hmm. big municipal projects like waterline, sanitary sewer stuff. Um, so that's what I actually do. I run AutoCAD. So I'm a drafter uh, or an engineer, a civil engineering designer is what my title is. So that's okay. that's what I that's how I gain most of my money. And then we have some rental properties and, and your OnlyFans account. Oh yeah, well you know I'm starting to think about switching to OnlyFeet because like you know kind of tired of getting recognized in public. Yeah, like, that's got to be know, tough. It's, it's you know the people love the beard, but like. Yeah. I just, it just, it's hard to get through the grocery store sometimes. I, I it's usually imagine. just, it's usually just a lot of booing. I'm just like, <laughs> like boo, and I'm like, well, you know, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> well, you know, we all, we all got to have a side hustle, right? Mm. Yeah, I, you, gotta, you know, uh, got to make the money while you can. Yeah, I, I, well, and I've done, I, I grew up doing construction and I've built uh, race car motors and race cars. So like, I'm kind of that guy that like, but my, uh, not un my unofficial official title at my last job, the last firm I worked at, I work for myself now was the Jack of all trade guy. Cause like people would come up and be like, Hey, we messed this up. Can you unfuck this? And I'm like, give me a minute. And or like, <laughs> I, I can't remember what Bill Gates exact quote is, but it's like, you know, you give a smart or give you a lazy person a task and then they're going to find it to find out the easiest way to do it. And it's not right. so much because I'm lazy. It's because I have like 90 of those tasks going at like any one time. So I'm like, uh, well, I bet there's a program I can get that will do this. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, um, when you have, you know, the ADHD and you, your brain cycles through all of these interests that you like, you tend yeah. to know a lot about a ton of useless information normally until you oh. need it to not be useless. Yeah. I uh, One of my favorite things to do is there's a website called cracked.com. Yes. And uh, I read it frequently because it's got all kinds of nonsense, such as like the most insane historical events, things going on. Or um, I'm really big into podcasting, uh, like listening to them. This is my first mm -hmm. ever actual podcast. But, oh, um, well, I'm, I'm glad to break your cherry. I was waiting for you to say it. Got it. Um, I'm Gen X. We have to make that joke anytime we got, can. You just got to go pop and yep. it's done. Um, so like I, I listened to this uh, historical podcast called The Dollop and it is two comedians that talk about the most absurd shit that's ever mm -hmm. happened. It's usually I, based off of American I've listened history. to that one. <laughs> um, I One of my favorite episodes when someone goes, I don't have anything to listen to is I always point them at Otto in the Attic because it's an insane story. And if you don't know the story about Auto in the Attic, you can Google it and then listen to the podcast because it's fucking bananas. I I can imagine. Yeah, I've listened to some of theirs. Have you ever listened to uh, the podcast Behind the Bastards? Uh, I've tried and I couldn't get into it. It's one of those ones where I'm like, I'm so weird about shit like that, where I'm like, I really like this thing and this is my lane. I'm going to stick to it. Right. And then there's other times where I'm like, I don't. I've never heard this before. I'm going to dig the shit out of this. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, I'm all in it. I'm like telling everybody about it. I'm like, dude, you got to check this out. Yeah. There's a, there's a common thread on behind the bastards. Cause it's the host. And then he's explaining who the bastard is. 
mm-hmm. why it was such a bastard. And then there's always like a, a guest that doesn't know what they're talking about. You yeah. know, it's like the straight man. And generally about halfway through the first episode, the guest will be like, oh my God, they're just awful. And the host is always like, but it gets so much worse. <laughs> Hell, it gets worse from here. It gets worse before it gets worse. He he told a story of a guy that was a Nazi that was oh so bad, Hitler thought he was extreme. You know, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm going to side quest it real fast. So uh, my wife and I traveled to Europe for our honeymoon, which sounds super bougie as shit, but it was cool. And it was cheap. And we're in Dresden and we're at uh, a work camp or a, um, it wasn't a work camp. It was, it, they had a different name for it because it wasn't, I uh, know it was a work camp because it wasn't a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. And we go off in this little area and like we've, we, it's, it's so heavy and you're like, oh shit. And I'm like an empath and I'm like, oh God, I really feel this. Like, this is horrible. And uh, we go through this little area and it's this garden and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm like, man, this is such a beautiful, serene place. I'm so glad they had it. And then I read the sign and the signs like, this is where they used to do live human target practice. And I was like, fuck, I can't have anything nice. Yeah. Yeah. You, I was like, dude, can't. the Nazis suck. Yeah. 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 I hate They're, racists. I hate I, Nazis. I'm there. I'm there I with Illinois you. Nazis. <laughs> I mean, how can you not hate <laughs> Illinois Nazis? Yeah, yeah. They chase you through malls and <laughs> <laughs> shit just goes awry. Yeah. Every time you just want to sing rawhide and they just. <laughs> yeah. And they're just there. Yeah, every time. Uh, real quick, though, there's another dude that was a Nazi, starts a cult in Chile. Oh. This dude, and I kid you not, this is a quote from the episode. He molested boys on an industrial scale. That's what? You never want to hear that phrasing. Those words should not intermingle in one sentence. No. This dude Absol- was... He was there when they had a dictator... Uh, what is it, Pinochet? And uh-huh. he was so good at torturing people. Pinochet quit having his guys do it, and he subleased the torture of prisoners to this guy. I mean, <laughs> do what you love, I guess, but god damn. Like, yeah. Holy shit, dude. I'm just listening my to this. My favorite thing is uh oh, go ahead. Well, my, one of my favorite things is like I I love the idea that Hitler didn't die in the bunker but like he made it to south america solely based upon because doing research because i got you know i was like stoned one night and i was like i'm gonna look this up uh i started looking at it and they're like uh there was this antidote story that like i guess maybe a town of people realized it was hitler and they fucking like lynched him and stoned him to death and i was like (laughs) that would have been so much better than setting himself on fire in a fucking bunker yeah that would have been the way to go oh yeah i'm like yeah yeah but anyway. Okay, we've side-quested. Let's get we've back. Which is really, if you're talking about adults with ADHD, we just really gave our listeners that don't have it a perfect example of what it's like when two people with ADHD get together. Oh, dude. Uh, like, one of my favorite things is, is, like, when I meet someone that's, like, on my level of it, and we just, like, you get lost in, like, a conversation for hours, and then everyone else is around you is like, how the hell is this conversation happening? I'm like, I don't know, but it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, you know what? We covered 487,000 different topics in this two hours, but God damn it, I enjoyed every minute of it. Oh, yeah, and it just, it's like the <laughs> dopamine hit you can't get. It, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, really, we did it for science. This was all planned. Yes. <laughs> yes, 100% planned. This is all planned. 
we talked about it pre-show. Yeah, pre-show yeah. we discussed that we were going to do this just so everyone would know what it was like to be around two adults with yes. ADHD with no self-control. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so uh, let's let's actually get back <laughs> into it. So did you find in your seven years of studies that <laughs> ADHD, uh, you know, was it a hindrance to you? Did it help you? Because there are times where, because we tend to procrastinate and you do have 30 minutes to shove four hours worth of work into, and sometimes that is a helpful skill to have. Um, but did you find it as a hindrance? You know, how did it affect your your going to school and studying and test taking and all of that? You know, what was funny was, is, um, I mean, I grew up in a very broken home, so I didn't have a very good parental structure mm-hmm. or sibling structure. So I was just out to the wolves and I would get told by professors and teachers, I was like, dumb. And I was like, right. okay. And I, you just, you just, you're taking an adult's work for it. And you're like, okay, well, they're, they're smart. Cause they're the ones at the head of the class. And I'm down here just, and I had lots of really lovely teachers that totally could tell. And they were just like, you're, you're doing the best. I, I skirted, I just skated my way through like high school and middle school. I would just, you know, I would find a topic, you know, I like, I I went to a predominantly African-American black high school. So Mm -hmm. um, I would usually find some very interesting topics like Ralph Ellison. I had to do a biographical uh, paper about him. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a, I, I think I got cut off, but I was going to do the entire Gettysburg, Gettysburg address. So like, cause I could get into it. Right. So there was lots of times where I thought I was just playing dumb. Like I just thought I was the dumbest box of rocks. And I was like, I just, I'm really good with my hands. I can build stuff. So I'm like really not that worried about like school. Right. And um, so, yeah, it, it was hindrance. Um, it, it hindered me quite a bit because it's really hard for me. I've, as I'm 32 now, I think. Yeah. 32. And I didn't really have the tools in my toolbox at the time. I just did the best coping I could. Um, so I would just try to knuckle down and study when I could. And then a lot of the time it was like, you know, I'm trying my best and mm-hmm. I, w- I would put forth the effort, but sometimes the effort that I put forth at the time just wasn't that great. So, I mean, as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little better being disciplined. Um, we can get into what I actually do for day-to-day tasks now later, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah. You know, I was trying my best to be disciplined back in the day, but it was just really difficult. And like, I had a bunch of shit going on at home and it was just, you know, you are, if you have ADHD and then you already have a problem concentrating and you got crazy parents going fucking bananas and you know, sibling that's going off the deep end, you're just like, I guess this is just what it is. So yeah, yeah, that, that, that definitely does not uh, make it easy. No, no. <laughs> so there was, there was plenty of times where I, you know, I was like, I really wish I could figure this out. And like, I had friends that were taking like, Ritalin and like they were just getting it and I was like man I just don't understand like I uh my mom my biological mother uh she had a opioid addiction so I'm a very against taking medication like uh pills I mean I right. take Tylenol and stuff like that but like they were like oh yeah do you want to take some Ritalin or some Adderall and I was like nah I'm, I'm good I'm I'm good on that and uh but I like at the time now I'm older I'm like I'm glad I did not because you know bad but like yeah. I, it probably would have uh, like you know what's that Bradley Cooper movie where he like takes the pill and he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah it might've been, yeah. might been that for me. And like, maybe I would be a brain surgeon now and I'd be like fucking doing that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we can, we can never, never tell. Well, how, and, yeah. You, you zigged know. when you should have zagged and everything's, you know, you know, a lot of times I, I look back at 
big events in life that have happened. And I'm like, I probably could have handled that better. I probably could have done this differently, but I'm here. I'm alive. I'm above ground. I can't really bitch too much. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is entirely true. Entirely. True. Except for that seventh grade algebra test. I really wish I'd fucked that thing up better. You know, algebra is just the worst. It is. I it, do so not bad. feel bad about hating algebra. Um, what is, it's my experience that most adults that have ADHD hate algebra. <laughs> I, what's the best is, is I am God awful at math. And when I'm working, I use math all day, all day, <laughs> every day. And like when I first started drafting, like I'd get home and I'd be mentally exhausted. And Kim, my wife would be like, she was a uh, girlfriend, fiance at the time. She was like, I don't understand how you're so tired. I'm like, I just essentially took the math portion of ACT like all day yeah and she's like uh and i'm like i suck at math like it's not good like like yeah. that's my i you could have given me literally any other topic and i probably would have been like oh, this is all right but you know i was just like fuck yeah yeah um strangely enough we were talking about this the person i recorded with last night and we kind of came to the the conclusion that maybe one of the reasons people with adhd have a hard time with math like past division you know, with algebra and like geometry or whatever is because it's so step, you know, yes. and sequential. And one of the things that we suck at is remembering all like steps. 10 steps. Yeah. And we, so oh, math yeah. requires 10 steps, but we only remember seven of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, um, my, you know, I've got a buddy that recently uh, he went because we're really similar personality wise and like how we function when it comes to tasks and stuff and so he went and just got, uh, I think it was like a six or seven hour long exam, like uh, ADHD diagnosis exam. And mm -hmm. and he was like, yeah, like they're going through it and they're explaining why these things would be hard and difficult. And he's like, yep, yep, yep definitely that one. And that was one of the things was when it comes to following directions and steps, like you just, you're just pretty much shit at it. Cause like all of a sudden you're just like, I don't know, like I, I stopped paying attention at <laughs> six out of 20. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I I zoned back in at like fourteen. So yeah, know. so there's a there's a whole chunk of this shit where I was like, huh, <laughs> what? what, what, what? Yeah, no, yeah. I I I completely <laughs> I'm there. So well, uh, uh, go well, ahead, go ahead. Well, well, and what's funny is is like I I don't understand how I think it's just because like it's work related, but like what I do by nature is tell people how to construct things in steps and like. I can do that, no problem. Like, right. I can tell you all the steps for that, but I'm like, it's second nature. But like, you know, if I'm doing something, if I'm instructing someone on the steps, I've got it. But if I'm reading the steps, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, and it also doesn't help with ADHD that if something does not interest you, oh yeah, you uh, your brain will not produce what you need to no. even fake. <laughs> interest in it and it's so yeah. so hard but if you are interested in something you will spend the next six months solely oh, yeah. focused on said thing <laughs> i'm gonna be a fucking master of it and like you know um it's i i do also i nerd out like it's not like i'm always gonna do it but like when someone's really into something i'm like that's adorable i'm so excited for them to have that thing and then i'll be like coincidentally like well, I want to connect with that person better. So I'll go learn about whatever the fuck the thing is. And then like all of a sudden I'm like, I know all this stuff about it. I'm yeah. Not trying to be like yeah. rude to them. I'm just like, I just want to be able to communicate with you about your hobby or your interest better. 
and I'm not really into it. Like that's cool, but I just wanted to be able to like socially connect better. And then there's there's lots of things where I'm like, nah, I'm not reading anything about that. But there's some stuff where I was like, I've always kind of thought that was cool. I kind of want to read right. about it now. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I know yep, it was yep. in 94 by a Frenchman or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I I. I'm there. I never dog on people if they're excited about whatever the oh, thing yeah. is that they get excited about because I know I get excited and I want people to listen to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm gonna it, so. I, I'm gonna tell you all kinds of shit you don't care about. Exactly, and I will overshare the stuff that I oh, learned yeah. about it. But anyway, yep. <laughs> oversharing is one of my pride and joys because people in a room will be like, "Oh God," I'm like, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that." Did I go too far again. Yes, oh, my bad. I did. Oops, yeah. sorry. <laughs> the look of shock and awe on your face tells me <laughs> I might have done a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Just so you know, I have ADHD and that's a trait of us. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> we can't help it. We're just wired different. Legitimately. Yeah, legitimately. <laughs> so why don't you uh, tell me how, I mean, you briefly touched on, you know, with your current job especially when you were in an office setting, did you have a hard time in the office setting, like focusing when there are 14 other people working and stuff like that? Was that an issue for you? You know, just, uh, just sort of that type of stuff. Cause now that you're, if you know, self-employed, that's going to present a whole different set of challenges. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I worked in a cubicle for my first five year stint at a firm um, and I say firm, it's not a, an attorney's firm. I, I worked right. at a, a yeah, uh, just for people that don't know, when you work at an architecture or civil engineering design place, it's a civil engineering firm, an architectural firm. So uh, first place I worked at, uh, I had a cubicle and then I had a, I was just on my own. And then I had a, I got moved and I had one of my friends, Colleen, who got set next to me and I'm sure she was driven nuts by me every day. Um, it was just two of us and it was, it was fine. Cause like we would just chat intermittently and then I'd go back to work. Um, and so then I actually asked for, there was a, like a, a, it was a phone booth kind of closet thing. And I asked for that so I could actually focus and concentrate. Cause I was getting to the point where I was like, this is bad. Cause I had mm -hmm. another guy I worked with that was the worst version of ADHD. I think I've ever seen. He's a super lovely guy. I love him to death. Um, but like, you know, you get in the, it would be a black hole where like all of a sudden you're like, I haven't done anything today. Um, so that was, that was hard, but I was able to manage it. Um, and I, I smoked cigarettes and so I would go down and smoke frequently so I could kind of take a break and, you know, kind of break the conversation off. Cause I'm also not I'm a people pleaser. So I don't want to just be like, bye. And then like leave. Um, and then the last firm I worked at, I was there for five years and it was an open air office of like, at, when I started, I think it had 70 people that worked there. When I left, there was like 40 left. And that was the most difficult thing for work I've ever done because I would have people that would walk up and ask me questions and then I would answer the question and then I would just start talking to them because I like people and my, I'm really good at what I do. So like sometimes what takes everyone else an hour, I can get done in like 20 minutes. So like, I just go, Oh, I have a 40 minute plus of time. I can spend on things I want to do, like talk to other people. Cause I enjoy people so much. I'm like a dog. And um, <laughs> so like, I would constantly like, I wouldn't get, you're an adult. You shouldn't get in trouble when you do things like talk to coworkers. I mean, if you're, I mean, to an extent you're going to get in trouble on certain things. You're going to get reprimanded on it. But like, I would like the people would be like, Hey, can you, uh, you're distracting them from their job. I'm like, that's not my problem. Like, 
Okay. They, they came uh, and started talking to me. Yeah, so I invested in noise-canceling headphones. I bought some really nice Sennheisers, and I would just jam out. I love music. I, music's been mm-hmm. a big part of my life, my entire life. So I bought some kick-ass noise-canceling headphones, and I would just not awesome. pay attention to people. And that was helpful. And in um, the last... I was there for five years. Well, I think the last two years I was there, more or less two years, it was remote, were, uh, working remotely from home, and which was helpful because I would just not pay attention to people on Teams or emails. I would just focus and get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a brief period where Kim, my wife, uh, she also worked from home, and she does not have ADHD, and she would just be quiet. So every, And she is a journalist. She works at a news station. So yeah. uh, every so often, I would just turn around and be like, what's the news? <laughs> and then I would just break conversation. I would just break my day up that way. But it was difficult. And it's, it, it's hard at times. Um, but I also have a crazy drive and discipline when it comes to, like, actual work for my father. Um, like, he's very detailed, like, get the job done kind of thing. So, like, if I need to knuckle down, I can do it. It's just... I have to do it like I used to. It drives people nuts when I tell them this because they don't believe me. I used to go to work at six or seven o'clock in the morning and I'd work till one or two o'clock in the morning because everyone left at five. So from about 5.36 till about one or two o'clock in the morning, I would just get stuff done because there was no one in the office. I just, I'd spend like right. eight hours kind of picking at stuff and just knock shit out. Yeah. Just get in the zone. <laughs> and like not everyone's afforded that luxury and it, it sucks. It was not yeah. my favorite to do work but i got a lot of shit done i used to uh yeah typical subdivision like where you would live at you would have a phase and it might be a hundred houses in a phase and that usually takes on paper anywhere from four to six weeks i would do a subdivision phase every two weeks so i was a hundred houses every two weeks for five years so i wow you live in a new house in oklahoma city that was built between 2000 and 10 in 2000 and like 14 15 there's a high probability that i named your street and i designed where your house went my wife told me a long time ago that i should never be in charge in the naming of streets or the designing of subdivisions because <laughs> i always wanted to design a subdivision that from like google maps you know from the sky would look like two stick figures holding hands so you'd have a guy stick figure and a girl stick figure yeah. and people would live on like right arm lane <laughs> so you know i i was like circle <laughs> oh dude i i the first time i did a set of plans for water lines like we would do this little outline over the top of the water line to kind of show like here's this all these things that go into these here's all the parts and i it looked like a gigantic dick <laughs> and i was like hey and i took it over to the guy i was uh mentoring or that was mentoring me at the time and i was like hey man this looks like i drew a gigantic dick and he's like yeah that happens all the time to work and I was like, no. And then after like about like six months, I was like, yeah, no, it literally happens all the time. And uh, <laughs> street naming. I have one street I've named after myself. Uh, it's got my last name. It's over uh, west of uh, Lake Overholster in the city of Oklahoma City. And cool. I, I had a preliminary plat, which is the full plan of everything. And it was a buddy that was developing it. And he wouldn't give me any names for streets. But the name of the subdivision was called Hunter's Hill. And I've never hunted. I've never fished. Right. I'm not, I know how to be outdoorsy, but I'm not killing anything. I go to I go to the grocery store to get stuff. So <laughs> I named this one street Beaver Hollow Cove. And then I named another one Platypus Way. 
and it went to the city and it got reviewed and it went to city council and the guy, the engineer I worked underneath had to read the street names and at a publicly recorded meeting and Beaver Hollow Cove made me laugh. And I thought that was just the best. No one cared about that one. They all cared about Platypus Lane because they're like, that's ridiculous. And who would name something Platypus Lane? So anyway. Me? Um, yeah. <laughs> please please I, tell me there was at least, you know, a, a Nugent Avenue. No, you know what? Uh, <laughs> you know, what's funny is controversially, it's hard to name streets after people's last names. Like, well, it's inevitable that some developer will come in and they've got like 18 grandchildren. And the grand, One of the grandkids will be like, I want my name on a street. I don't know. That sounds like a grandfather. I don't know. I want my <laughs> name on a street. And it will be like, <laughs> anyway and i'm like well it's already been taken like i, I can't i can't do it so it like exists sorry you, your child is not unique enough get different na- get better names yeah you should if you ever get back into that you should uh like start naming streets after like led zeppelin songs oh my god i am into it now and the company i can't tell who it is but like i don't think anybody would notice for a little bit you know, wouldn't that be great if, like, the line is, like, stairway heaven, you know? <laughs> well, and I, you know, this is it. We're in Oklahoma, and this is a regional business, and that's part of their moral beliefs is, like, you know, that kind of stuff. So stairway and heaven would be right up their alley. <laughs> Just like, now, you know? I gotta go Google this and see if that's taken already. <laughs> yeah, there are uh, a lot of I... other bands that you could start doing that to as well, you know? I just picked, like, pick Megadeth and like Iron Maiden songs Metallica. and like, oh my like, <laughs> all right this is I'm gonna let you in on how dumb I can be at times though so uh I years back uh I I've got a new accountant a new CPA for us and he gives me his address because he's working out of his home at the time and it is 20 something whatever I don't know bell toll way and I laughed and I texted him I go big Metallica fan lol and I'm driving up to where it is. And he, like, right as I'm walking up to the door, he, like, texts back and he's like, Metallica. And uh, he opens the door up and we're chit-chatting about, you know, business and whatnot. And he, I was like, so, like, Metallica? And he goes, no, Hemingway. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm an idiot. And he was like, what? So I had to send him the song because he had never heard it before, I'm pretty right. sure. <laughs> and he was just like, what? I was like, I, I, we're two different ships passing through the night, buddy exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah you know you still named it after <laughs> you know, yeah, well, the, whole, the whole subdivision's all hemingway names. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh now that makes sense i've never that read makes... any of his stuff <laughs> like yeah yeah i'm uncultured <laughs> i'm swine got it my bad i'm a hoodlum right <laughs> right yeah no i would totally go with totally go with music when i'm at work i i'm always listening to podcasts or music and the phrase that I have thought to myself more than any since, you know, the 16 years I've worked in my office is how dare you interrupt me while I listen to this song for the 27,000th time. Oh, dude, I, I would have people, I, I used to train summer uh, interns, um, engineering interns that were on their summer break. I used to train them on AutoCAD and I would be listening to music and they'd come in and I'd be, I would just put up one finger and then I would say, hold. And I'm usually a very nice and approachable person. But if you caught me in the middle of my jam for that day, I was like, you're going to have to wait a minute, homie, because uh, I got to hear this song again. And then yeah. as soon as you leave, I'm going to go listen to it again. I'm gonna ha- I am gonna. have to start it over now because you you, you took me That's out of my true. zone. 
You took me out of my zone. <laughs> yeah. You done fucked up AA Ron. <laughs> That's my phone is named AA Ron. Um, nice. I do that specifically so that when I get in the car, it's the phone that always appears first. So it's the one that the car wants to connect to. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I just, I, you know, um, I have a newer truck and it was the first new vehicle I ever bought. And I was very proud of it. It's got like this fancy entertainment thing and my phone connects to it automatically. And I still have my very first car. It's a 1972 Volvo and it doesn't have a radio in it. And the other day I was like, man, it's really quiet in here. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm driving this one for the experience, not for the music. Right, yeah. Man, yeah. My first car was a 1980 Volvo. There's that, a good chance I probably worked on it at some that, point. That thing going. was a beast. And oh, yeah. the uh, the heater broke in it. I'm so it, sorry. No, it never turned off. Oh, yeah, that's what mine does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so then you're familiar. It's great in, you know, January. Yeah. Not so fun in July. <laughs> yeah. In July, you're like, I'm in a sauna. Like, this is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you you understand my pain when yeah, I had that vehicle. Yeah. I uh, I was a mechanic. I've been a mechanic. I love working on cars. I love fixing them as much as I'll bitch and complain about it. And for the longest time, all of my cars cost less than $1,000. So you can only imagine the pitfalls of, hey, it doesn't have air conditioning. Or, hey, when you turn it's going to honk the horn and I would yeah. just be lazy and not fix the shit. Cause I'm just like, eh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> My father-in-law used to have a, uh, it was like, I don't know. It was like a 1980 Chevy C10 pickup truck or whatever. And it had a couple lift yeah. kits on it. And every now and again, if he was driving all of a sudden the horn, I think it was the horn would just like start honking. If he like hit a bump. And so he'd be like, God damn it. And he'd be driving and he'd be like, oh, hang on. There's a bump. And he'd like, you know, there's a pothole and he would like turn so he could hit it and shut the horn off. Yeah. He's like, damn it. Yeah. Uh, I, I have two different motorcycles I ride and the turn signals and the horn buttons are flipped on both of them. So oh. if I ride them back to back, I'll like hawk the horn and be like, damn it. And like, I've had both of these for years now and like I still do the same shit every time. I'll be like, damn it. Like I know my brain's just like, ha, I look like an idiot, don't you? <laughs> Fucking moron. Yeah, that I would do the exact same thing. So you're in good company there. Um well let's quickly though circle back to your work because um you did a project that I'm familiar with because it came through the office where I work because it was a huge, massive historic preservation, you know, project that involved a historic preservation tax credit. In really, in my opinion, it's one of the coolest uh, historic preservation projects done in the state of Oklahoma. And that was the first national building, which, you know, was, you'll be able to tell it more than I, it, it's an older high rise. Do we have skyscrapers in Oklahoma? Technically, it's, it's I don't technically know. a skyscraper. <laughs> but it had just fallen on a lot of disrepair. And you can say that again. That That's being polite. Um, that is being extremely polite. And the the guy that bought it to rehab it put in, didn't it end up being like $350 million? Uh, I'm not entirely for sure. I think it's north of that. Yeah, I think it ended up being more, but it was just massive. And this building now has, the way he sort of broke it up, it has apartments at the top. There's a hotel that's in it. Mm-hmm. There's several, you know, various restaurants and bars that are in it. The coolest one being because it was a bank. There's down below, you know, the gigantic bank vault that has this insanely massive door 
and they yeah. turned that into a restaurant. Yeah. And um, you worked on on that. If you want to, you know, feel free to share sort of what you did, but how, you know, your ADHD either caused problems or helped you out in in working on this insane, insane project. But actually, if you listen to my podcast from last year, when we talked about historic preservation, um, I discussed it with the deputy shippo of the state of Oklahoma. Okay. And she, I will go back and um, listen to that. She, it hadn't opened up yet. It was, it was in the final uh, sort of yeah. phases. It, it was everything. a library love. Yeah. But you'll have obviously way more, you know, perspective and everything about this building. So yeah, it's been just. All right. Buckle up, buttercup. Let me get All right. about one of my favorite projects I've ever worked on. Can't tell you. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so I, I've lived in the surrounding suburbs of Oklahoma city. Most of my life. Uh, I've lived on over by the fairgrounds. If you're familiar with Oklahoma city. So I've grown up where going downtown was always a special little treat. Um, I worked in Burtown for my first five, six years stint of being downtown. And the last bit was over off of a uh, film row. So I love downtown. I absolutely love downtown Oklahoma city. And I love my city as it is. I've really, happy to being able to help create and you know work on a lot of specialty projects in Oklahoma City and um, I was really tired of putting subdivisions in the ground and I was ready to move on and uh, I had gotten approached literally a guy that I used to work with ran out in the street and asked me if I wanted a job and I was like uh what firm are you at and he told me I was like yeah I actually would like to talk to you guys um so I started working on First National day one so what I do is civil engineering design. And so that means basically from the face of a building or house or anything out. So like your driveway, your sidewalks, your lawn, anything subsurface, you know, utilities, franchise utilities, stuff like that. It's the stuff I design. So like okay. ADA sidewalk. So I worked on that. So like the day two, I got to 3D model most of downtown Oklahoma City for all the subsurface stuff. So I modeled all the curbs, sidewalks, stuff like that. Um, so you know, really being able to, you know, as we talk about um, when you're when you have ADHD, when you really get into something and you can really dial yourself into it, you, it's a passion, and you're going to spend the next untold amount of time getting super nerdy about it. Right. Um, there was there was a point in time where I could tell you every manhole's top of rim and like the flow line invert, like how deep they are. I could tell you where st I like if I walked around on the street, I could be like, oh, there's an electric line over here. There's a gas line right here. Because uh, I 3D modeled it. Uh, so I worked on that project at the firm. The architecture firm I worked at was doing the interior design, the exterior design, the preservation stuff. They were the architect of records. So they were not the primary firm, but they were doing most of the work. It was kind of a weird deal. Still a great project. So I worked that. I, I lived and breathed that project on the civil side for years. And it was really cool. And I got to meet the owner super nice guy he's one of the nicest developers i've ever met he's one of the nicest gentlemen i've ever met yeah gary's um, very nice yeah gary's gary's a treat he is such yeah. a nice guy and and part of having the adhd stuff is like i remember a lot of weird shit that no one in a meeting is going to remember because they're all like uh and i'm like i'll have to double check but i'm pretty sure like it's this and because i'm so into it um, so I was able to concentrate really, really well on that. But the problem was, is I would get other projects and I would just, it, it would, I mean, I got them all done, but it was like, I just want to be, I want to be on first national. That was the reason why I took the job there. And I was like laser focused on it. It was annoying at times, but then it was really cool. Cause like I could like bounce back and forth and like 
uh, you know, I, the firm I worked at, they did all kinds of different stuff on that project. So like, you know, they did plumbing design and they did electrical design, they did civil and they did architecture. So like, I would remember all this goofy shit that I had either no involvement in or just someone mentioned to me and I'd be like, oh, it's this. And like, but it was cool. I really enjoyed that project. Basically, I kind of knew that when that project ended, I was going to kind of level up in my career. I was going to kind of want to go do something else anyway. So I was, you know, when it ended, because they had started on about maybe a year, six months before I started there. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I could go out to the job site and I could get lost in it all day. So, um, you know, I would just bounce around back and forth and I could remember all these little intricate details. And, you know, if you get to go, my, uh, my nickname is Squirrel because ADHD right, I'm all right. over the place. And uh, there's a bunch of squirrels down where the, where Jack was talking about with the, uh, the uh, down in the vault where like you have all these gilded squirrels up on these uh, where the fences or not fence, but, like the security gate thing is. And mm-hmm. then, then one of the names of the restaurants in there is the gilded acorn. What right. squirrels are like. So like, I, you know, it was one of those deals where it's like, you know, the, you, you want to get, you know, out there and talk about how the universe really speaks to you and all that stuff. It was one of those projects where I'm like, this really did speak to me and I really did enjoy it. But um, that was a really easy one for me to stay tasked on because I did love that project so much. But I've had a mil- I've had a million projects where I'm like, what the yeah. hell is going on with this? I don't know yeah. how to handle this. Right? Yeah, first Bounce National, if, if you live in Toledo, Ohio, and you're never going to come to Oklahoma City, go Google Oklahoma City First National Building because when they were finished, I have a feeling it probably looked better than the day it opened up. Yeah. You know, I, back in the day, I think it was nicer than when yeah. it was originally built. Just to get a little bit more. So when you look at the, if you go Google it, um, it is at Maine and, oh God, now I can't have, a, I'm having a party part, Maine yeah. and Robinson. So that is the corner of it. It was at, so it was a bank. It was built in 1932 for the original portion of it. That's the part that has a spire on it. It's 32 stories. And then in 1957, they added another section to the east and then and, uh, added more to it. And in 1972, they actually added another spot or another section to it. So there was the 32 section of it, which is the historical preservations part. Right. Uh, the 57, which I think also had HPS stuff on it. And the 72, which also, I believe, had some involvement with H- HPS because it's all tied in as one. The funny thing is... I remembered because they were like because everyone would always go like 30, 50, 70s. And I could remember each year because 1932, Ford Model A or Model T. So that's a car because I'm a car guy. Mm-hmm. 1957 Chevrolet Bel Air for the second portion of it. And my first car that I love, Ingrid, is a 1972 Volvo. So I <laughs> that's one of the coping mechanisms I found is if I can kind of tie things together, I kind of helps right. me with a bunch of stuff. So it kind of helps discombobulate it a little bit more in my head so it's like uh, and it may be the dumbest thing ever it's like i'm working on something and it's like this thing needs to be blue because i don't know uh my buddy's favorite thing he has i don't know is blue i don't know it helps me with some of that stuff right so, right if if i remember correctly from what i was told in the office first national is the first sort of project of that size and scope where it was able to maintain being on the national register of historic places where they allowed such a major change because you know one of the offshoot buildings they converted mm-hmm. to the parking garage. Yes, it's the fifty-seven and seventy-two portions, uh, and that is largely rare. Yes, and they needed to provide that uh, the off-street parking 
and that that portion of the building you know it really wasn't doing a whole lot it wasn't really utilized for a long time anyway if you're super curious about the building you can go google it there was problems with air conditioning and heating and tenants and water leaks and i mean the building was really old it's well it's 2023 we're coming up on it being 100 years old um and mm -hmm. it was i mean it it was a it was a passion project it was a labor of love and i think everyone that worked on that project understood the magnitude of it and how important that project was. I mean, I've worked on, you know, one of the things I always enjoy is thinking about like the subdivisions I've done. Like there's a kid, a family, a kid goes to kindergarten and gets to write down what street he lives on because I had a part in that. Like I named right. the street. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thousands of families live in happy homes, or I hope, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. well, you can't guarantee it. Uh, they live in homes that I, I, they wouldn't be there if I hadn't worked on that. And First National was one of those things where, if I had done another project in my career as what I've done, I, I could rest happy on the laurels of that one alone. Yeah. I've had some other really cool stuff I've done, but that one is. Well, the great top. thing. Yeah. The great thing about first national is because in the sixties, uh, Oklahoma city went nuts with urban renewal. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. And I first national is the only building that I think survived first national and the Skirvin and I think the AT&T building. You have City Place over to the north, uh, which is funny. If you look up First National, uh, City Place is directly across the street on the north side of uh, Maine and or Park. Park, And it has a really cool uh, – it's one of its main features that's really cool is it has a copper fire escape. That's a slide mm. that goes for the very top to the very bottom. Apparently, it would get really hot in the case of a fire. Those actually got constructed yeah. at the same time, and they raced each other to who would finish the top first. So there's there's a couple buildings, but Urban Renewal um, just dirt out on history. Urban Renewal started in the '70s because Oklahoma City really wanted to revitalize itself, and they really wanted to make it a place for uh -huh. people to come. We were competing with Dallas, so yeah. we lost a lot of historic buildings. And if you go to our sister city, the next biggest city in Oklahoma City, uh, not sister city, but the next biggest one is Tulsa, they did not have Urban Renewal, so their yep. downtown is very Art Deco, very very. Not delicious. I don't know why that word came out, but like it's <laughs> it's, it's decadent and delicious right, right. architecture. But yeah, um, you know the Crystal Bridge. That's an IMPay. The Convention Center. Yeah. There's been a bunch of that stuff. And IMPay had that huge. Um, I don't know if we still have it with the Historical Society, but we for a while oh, yes. we had the models of IMPay and what he wanted Oklahoma City to look like. So they tore all the buildings down, and I think like only four. Yeah, that plan that built. <laughs> if if you're if you're super curious, uh, so I am Pay had designed this. I I guess the best thing to call it is a mall, but where the Crystal Bridge is, it's a botanical garden. Um, I also worked on that one just a little bit, but like you know, just a little. And uh, so like the the botanical garden is this really cool like can shape that goes over this pond, mm -hmm. and it's got these like kind of sloped sides and the i am pay wanted that to go clear all the way over from where it is to Classen. and he was gonna oh have all these little, yeah and he was gonna have all these little storefronts and stuff and like i guess it was gonna be like mixed use so it would be like you know residential and office and live work mm. and stuff like that and it would have taken out a very historical part of oklahoma city film row where at the time of the early you know 20s and 30s that's where film was stored there was local theaters in the area yep so it would have taken out a very historical part of Oklahoma City, and and which is now a jewel, a gem of the downtown oh, yeah. area of Film Row. Yeah, and it well, it's like also you know if you want to get into 
deep deuce over on the east side and north of uh, Bricktown. We did not do a very good job of restoring, uh, you know, a predominantly African-American black part of town. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have gone back through and put some really nice hip apartments in there. But like we, we, we really did erase a lot of Oklahoma City. It's always been kind of a bummer. But like right. First National is one of those that like the Skirvin, First National, Oh God, not First Fidelity. I'm trying to think what the name of the bank building is. There's another one around the corner from First National. There's quite a few buildings that are still historic yeah. down there, but by a large part, it looks like in the 70s we just went, oh, we all gotta have skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you go back and listen to a, a past episode, uh, my episode with my friend Kaylee called Marketing Guru, her office mm-hmm. is in Film Row. So oh, we've cool. connected to another previous podcast. Can, give me a little I've bit, done. I'll connect to everybody. That's right. By the time it's done, you're going to be related to George Washington. <laughs> funny story. I'm related to Edgar Allan Poe, but well, you know, I don't have I don't have funny or how close Washington is. But you know, we'll I, get there. I'm actually this is not bullshit. I am related to Abraham Lincoln, which means That's, I'm also related to Tom Hanks because the connection is um, Abraham Lincoln's mother. She was a Hanks. I think it was Sally Hanks. Mm-hmm. My ancestor was married to her sister and Tom Hanks' ancestor was married to, or was the brother of Abraham Lincoln's mom. That's cool. I kept trying to get Tom Hanks to like, you know, shoot me like some dough or something like that, but he doesn't have it. The restraining order. and (laughs) You you know how to get to Tom Hanks is you got to type, you got to get a typewriter, a manual typewriter and write him a letter. Okay. And then he'll respond back to it. I I don't know why that's his thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm bad enough at fucking emailing back, but like that dude is just like, I'm gonna mainly type this out. I'm like, I, I haven't used a typewriter since I don't know, like four years old. I have a typewriter in my cubicle. Yeah, you do. I I do. I frequently use it. <laughs> there's an aspect of my job where it is a larger pain in the ass to print what I need to print and go through the whole doing it on my computer and sending it to the you know to the printer. Because yeah. a lot of times I have to print address labels, but I just need one. Oh, and yeah. It's just easier to turn around to my typewriter because I have the <laughs> old like labels and just go, and then I, yeah. I'm done. It's it's just faster to use a freaking typewriter than to. Oh, you know, I used, <laughs> I, used to to send out, I used to have to send out mailing labels for whenever we would do a new project, and like you know, you're a certain radius, you have to be notified that you're going to have to come out, and like those sheets of paper are fucking spendy, and like sometimes you have to have like 10 people sometimes you get like a hundred people well it's 10 people i'm wasting a sheet of that i don't give a shit someone else is paying that bill not me i know this is wasteful <laughs> i would take the labels and doodle on them and stuff to at least we get some of it but most of the time yeah i if i had a typewriter i would actually probably be more efficient with that yeah it, it's just easier to turn around i need one label with an address yeah. on it yeah i, I don't, don't need a whole sheet of 30 you know <laughs> yeah exactly you're just like i don't yeah. really need this so I could type that letter to my cousin Tom. I get I, at it, buddy. I, I probably will need to go on like ancestry.com or some sort of genealogical yeah. thing to provide proof that we yeah, are just, in fact actually related. Yeah, you just need to go ahead and like Google out the tree. You know, uh the you know, if you talk to the Mormons, they'll help you with the genealogy. That that they will. And then they'll always, baptize me after I die. Yeah, which is you know, I don't really care. I'm dead anyway. So at that point, you just do whatever. Just don't don't desecrate me terribly right right yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah now, to circle back i think the i think the worst part 
of anything with all my tasks is just whenever I get bored and I start talking mm-hmm. to someone and I'm like, I'm just going to, I would do that at the job site at first national all the time. I'd be like, there'd be a guy who was like sledgehammer, just not doing anything. I'd just go up and be like, Hey man, what's going on? Cause right. you know, if you carry a, if you're wearing a hard hat and you got a clipboard, you basically look like you're a supervisor. So you, if you're talking to somebody long right. enough, it's, it seems like it's legit. So I just be like, what are you up to? What do you do? Like, I mean, besides sledge swing a sledgehammer, like what what pound weight is that? Uh sweat sledgehammer you're swinging there. Yeah. It looks like you got good form on that. If you used a five, it probably would be lighter and faster. I don't know. Yeah. Do, do you go to the gym? Is there like a special sort of machine to help you, you know, do I, that? Or is it, it just I, acquired over years of swinging a sledgehammer? I think I think if you go to CrossFit, I think that's one of the the dumb things they make you do is sledge a sledge Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, you know what? I just do that whenever I have to sleep. It was like swing a sledgehammer. I'm just like, I guess I gotta go do this shit now. Right, and I just don't. I wait until yeah. my son's in town and have him swing the sledgehammer. You're like, hey, buddy. By the way, I need you to go out there and hammer some shit. Yeah, I've been waiting six months for you to do this. Your mom's been nagging me. I promised her that when you got here, you'd get it done. So. Yeah, gonna need you to do this, bud. I need you to get on this right now. Yeah, I actually joke, but I'm flying out there to visit to visit the boy in uh, August so that I can help him build a catio for his cat. Nice. He, because uh, he lives in Colorado Springs, and almost all the houses there, you know, are split level. Yeah, and so there's the upper part is where the kitchen, all of that is. So there's this deck that's. I think nine foot high or whatever off the ground. And we're going to screen it, uh, screen it nice. in with fencing. And then he's going to put uh, like just gravel or whatever on the bottom. And then he's going to make a series of like cat trees and shelves all throughout the, the thing. And then he's going to put a doggy door in the window so that the cat can come in and out whenever he wants. And he can go and hang outside. But the five German shepherds next door won't eat him. <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the key, you know, not, not being food, not being dinner is the key. Yeah. Uh, one of my tenants had asked if before they looked at the house, they're like, does it have a pergola or a patio with a pergola? And I was like, no, it has a patio, but it doesn't have a pergola. And then they move in. They love the house. They just, it's static and they just can't get enough of it. And they approach me and they go, hey, we know that you're handy. We know that you do construction stuff. Could you build a pergola for us? And I was like, sure. If you pay for the, all the materials and pay for my my labor, yeah, I'm happy to do that. They wanted it to be screened in and roofed so it could be a pergola. So I built a pergola so their cats That's... could go out. And you know what? I built a lot of cool shit. That's probably high up on the list of stuff I built that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I don't blame you. I'm strangely high. excited about making the patio or the catio. The catio, man. It's you know, it's one of those things that you like. And every time I go over there to fix something or go over there to like deal with things, like the cats are always out there. And I'm like, I love that you love this. Meow. Meow, meow, yeah. meow. Meow, 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 yeah. meow, meow. They're, they're hoping that maybe if Magnus can have some outdoor time, he'll be slightly less violent. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Let's, let's just say naming him after people from the land of Vikings probably was good because he's, he is a very Viking violent he just walks he like walks in like debo from uh friday and he's like that's mine and you're yeah. like, oh, okay <laughs> guess i didn't need that anymore the funny thing is um so he got him when he was a kitten he was like seven weeks old and he he'd give him a different name and it was like two weeks later and he's like i don't know what the deal is 
it just always seemed angry. And I was, um, well, I'd had a few gin and tonics that night. Nice. So I was joking and I was like, well, maybe he doesn't identify as that. Maybe he identifies as a Magnus. <laughs> but it was a joke because back in the day, Duncan used to find it funny that, you know, the strongman competitions. Yeah. So there was a strongman competitor who like kicked ass and his name was uh, Magnus Von Magnuson. Uh-huh. Yeah. Duncan always thought, yeah. Duncan always thought that was just a funny name, Magnus Von Magnuson. Yeah. And so he was always like, when I get a pet, I'm going to name him, name him that. So when he got this kitten, he didn't name him that. And I'm like, you fucked what? up, A.A. Ron. Yeah. So I said to him, I'm like, well, maybe he identifies as a Magnus von Magnuson. He's like, I don't know. So he turns to him and he goes, hey, Magnus, come here. And the kitten stopped what he was doing and ran over to him and jumped in his lap. And he was like, God damn it. He does identify as a Magnus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just like, well, I'm really good at names, by the way. I named you and you're doing all right. So so he's like, I, I guess you're Magnus now. <laughs> yeah. So. And you're like, uh, talking about <laughs> absurd names. So. I was a child and I was going through my parents' stuff because, you know, children. And that was allowed. Everybody calm down. Don't get triggered. Uh, but I'm I'm going through some stuff and there's this list of names. And, you know, my name's Cody. And Cody is on the list. It's towards the bottom. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. I don't know. So I'm asking my mom and she's she's out of it. She doesn't remember. She doesn't even know what to tell me. Get home. Or my dad gets home. And I, I go, what's this? He goes, oh, those were the names that we were thinking about for you. Number one name, Wolfgang. Number two name, Axel. Not like Rose, like a car Axel. So I, I asked, why didn't it go with Wolfgang? And they're like, we didn't want to call you a Wolfie. When I was like, thanks. Go with that. But yeah, I, you know, some goofy names sometimes come up and you just don't even think about it. And then my dad every so often would be like, Wolfie, and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> side quest. Hashtag side quest. You know what? We have side quested quite a bit on this. And to be honest, I'm, I'm going to say that this might actually be perfect for people that in fact do not have ADHD to listen to two adults that do. Yeah. It, and you'll just this is just our world normally and when you get a bunch of us together it can get even worse and well and like growing up my, my dad definitely has adhd and uh you know i so growing up i didn't have a lot of friends that were my age i had a lot of friends that were his age because i was constantly working with my dad and i always thought it was the weird i thought i picked it up from him because like He's the kind of dude that you'll have a conversation with. And he'll have, let's just say, conservatively, four topics. And it will be like house, car stuff, you know, movie, and then, I don't know, uh, dog. And so he'll have all these thoughts going on simultaneously in his head. And start a conversation, and he'll go with thought number one. He'll jump to the thought number four. Then he'll jump to thought number three and then number two. He kind of bounces back and forth. And, like, I, I was that way. I was always that way. And I just always, because, and I would always get told because it was, you know, people of his age that were like, it's just so wild that like you guys have so many thoughts going on in your head at the same time and how you can jump back and forth and then you can get into this. And I was like, yeah, it's weird. And as I got older and started to read about ADHD, I was like, oh, oh, oh cool. It's a thing. Yeah, so let me ask you this, because we are actually, we've been uh, recording for over an hour now. Um, let me ask you this, because this is something that I do. So Heather and I will be talking and okay. say I have to, you know, I'm trying to express A, B, and C. 
I get A done, I'll get B done, I'll start C, but then she'll make a point, and then we end up, I never get to point C, right? So say this is Friday when we're driving home from work. Sunday at four o'clock, I'll be like, oh, we know, I never finished that point. So I'll go yeah. in there, just like start talking. And in my mind, from Friday at 5.08 to Sunday at 4.48, no time has elapsed. And I just go in there yeah. and start talking. And I'm assuming that she's going to immediately pick up on, I am finishing oh, yeah. the conversation from Friday. All the After time. You. <laughs> I, you know, my wife and I have been together for uh, 14 years now. And she used to give me copious amounts of shit about it because she's like, what are you doing? Like, how, what are you, what? And I was like, I, we, well, I, we were talking about this the other day and now we're talking about it again. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, no, you should. And I'm, I'm like looking at her, like, what are you talking about? Like, we were so just we're talking like, about it. And then when she gets it, she's like two days ago. Yeah. And like, I, cause I'll be like the other day, this thing happened. And I'm like, that was eight years ago. So that's one thing that's been very difficult. And like I, most of my friends that have been around me long enough have gotten used to it. Because most of the people I interact with, I don't, if they have ADHD, it's really light. It's probably not really going to mess with their day-to-day activity. I have a couple friends that are very close. They're like super, super ADHD. Um, so they get it. But, you know, it's it's been, I think the, this is one thing is why I work for myself. I'm the worst person to employ because I do that shit all the time because I'll be like, Hey, I was having this thought on Friday and then I'm circling back around on a Monday and everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? So yeah, I, I, I get that all the time. I, it's, it's one of the things that I have to, I personally have to respect that I know that that, and I've come to terms with that. Like I know that's how my brain works. And then if I'm doing it to you and you don't elicit the response of like, I remember what you're talking about. I'm like, it's not your fault. Because your brain works completely differently than mine does. I just have trick. to let me let me update you and sometimes i'll i'll go through and hey do you remember what we were talking about on friday with this thing no all right well let me let me kind of back walk you back on it a little bit and then let me walk you forward through it and that's been one of the coping mechanisms because my dad never would do that and it would drive people nuts like he would try he would he wouldn't see someone for months and have a conversation he'd take right back up on it and they'd be like what is what's going on and he just he that's just how his brain worked and I can do the same thing a lot of times. So I just, I have to conscientiously walk my, I, let me grab your hand and walk you backwards and I'm going to walk you forwards to it now. And you know, what's cool. The next time we go to a Scottish event together, you and uh-huh. I will, will hang out and we will probably continue to finish stuff from the yeah. podcast. And it'll be this time next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone's gonna be like, what? The? I, like I haven't seen a buddy in probably every bit of like, I don't know, like a decade. And I was like, hey, this, 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 this. He's like, oh, how do you remember? I was like, I don't know. I can't remember how to solve for X, but I can remember this and this. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't, you know, I can't do a lick of algebra, but, you know, I know (sighs) 27,000 lyrics to songs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, what was funny was um, what really started me on the the path of, I think I'm, I wouldn't say it's a problem. That's one thing I like to acknowledge myself personally. It, it, it may be a hindrance. It may be an issue, but it's not a problem. Everything, everything's solvable and everything's definitely unfuckable. I went, I grew up around rock music, loud cars, construction. I never wore earmuffs. I never wore earplugs. So I thought I was deaf. 
because people would talk to me all the time and I would just go, I don't know what you just said to me because I can't pay attention to you. So I went and had my hearing checked and I surprisingly can hear fucking perfectly, like really, really well. And so I get out and I'm talking to the the doctor and um, she's a very nice lady and she is telling me how my hearing is fine and I have nothing to worry about. I was like, well, I'll be having a conversation with my wife. I can't, she'll sell, say something. I'm like, what? Huh? What? Huh? Over and over and over again. So I can't pay attention to what she's talking about. It, it, it's not just her, it's everybody. And I was like, what does that mean? And she goes, oh, your brain, it's all fucked up. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, <laughs> your brain, it doesn't work the way that it normally does. So you're fine. You can hear. I was like, what do I do with this information you just delivered to me? She's like, I don't know, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I'll hyper focus. Like if I'm reading or something and, or, you know, doing a task at work. And if I get to where I'm hyper-focused on it, everything else goes away. Yeah. There's nothing else. It's so if someone comes up and they start talking to me, it takes a, a bit for my brain to like reattach to like the outside world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so I missed the first half of whatever was being said to me. And I'm continually going like, could you start over at the beginning again? Yeah. And I and finally, I, literally, literally Monday at the staff meeting, I told people, I'm like, um, it's kind of my attention that I might be coming off as rude. Uh, it's it's my ADHD. So if you need to yeah. tell me something, get my attention and then give me one or two seconds for my brain to for the yeah. lag to stop. And then I can I can help you. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, you know, that's one of the things uh, you talk about it in the, the workplace and all that stuff to kind of bring it back full circle on that. You know, I, I'm really passionate about what I do. I really enjoy what I do. And I think if it's, you know, one of my buddies and I were talking about this, if you're, if you need something done and you're, you need to get it, whatever, if you're hungry enough, you'll figure it out. Like if you, if you're got two nickels and that's all you have to run together, you're going to figure out how to make a dollar out of that. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I would learn just by trial and error, like, just like, people would walk up and they would do the same thing. And I would come off as being very rude. I'm like, I'm not, it's not that I don't care. I mean, I don't give a shit, but like at the same time, like I need you to, Hey, when you come up to me, maybe just start the conversation off with like, how's everything going? You know, what's going on with you and your dog. So I can kind of warm up a little bit and kind of get back into, okay, they're talking, we're going to get onto this project and then we're yep. going to go on. And then uh, I had jokingly had said in, the pre-show stuff that I would, I should grab a notepad and a piece of paper so I could write stuff down and I don't do it as much. I was doing it a lot more consistently when I was in an actual official office gig, but I would write down topics all the time. I would just write it down to like, so-and-so talk to me about this. So I could go back and try to bring that back into it. Cause I know I would get on a tangent about something they don't care about. And it is very difficult to become focused on that stuff, but it, it, it is workable and manageable. I mean, and the other thing that's beautiful about what I've been able to do I'm not formally diagnosed with it, but I have it, and it's clear. Right. Everyone that has it knows it, and I have never taken medication for it. I am very lucky in that aspect that I'm able to manage it. It's like if I had broken my back and I was able to get up and function every day without taking, you know, <laughs> pain pills to make it through the day. I'm able. I'm very lucky in that aspect, but I'm also very unlucky in some aspects. Where I'm like, God damn, I wish I could pay attention better. Right. Yeah. No. I I get it. Of course, when I was diagnosed. It was the 1970s, and there was no such thing as ADHD or ADD. It was just yeah. called being hyperactive. Uh -huh. And there wasn't really any type of way to deal with 
hyperactive kids in the 70s and really not in the 80s either. No, they were just like, do drugs. Shut up. And so I was never on any kind of drugs. And I think that's where I developed some of the, you know, sort of coping skills that I have with it. And things that I just always assumed was just like being, well, this is just the logical way to do it. Oh, yeah. I, and well, it's like, and, nope, that's a coping mechanism, pal. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's like, you know, I, I started going to therapy to work through a bunch of other shit. And uh, so like I started doing that last year. And uh, my, my, my LPC was like, you have developed so many coping mechanisms. And I'm always astonished by a new one. And I'm like, how often? He's like, all this, you just, you'll say some crazy shit happened when you were a kid or some crazy shit happened when you're an adult. And you're just like, oh, yeah, I did this, this, and this. And he's like, that's how I would have told you to handle that. And you did it. And I was like, cool, I guess we're good. And he's like, yep, you're good on that one, buddy. I'm like, all right. Um, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, I think it was pre-show maybe, but like we were talking about caffeine usage and all that mm-hmm. stuff with people that have ADHD. And, uh, you know, I used to, one of my, 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 one of my really good friends is a doctor. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, like I always have plenty of hands and like, you know, my heart rate would be up. But then it, when I, 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 I've lost a bunch of weight a couple of years ago and my heart rate, my resting heart rate was down at like 30, which is astonishing because I smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. I fit, but not that fit. So I was telling her about all this because she's not like an MD. She like studies cancer. So thank God I have that friend because I'm going to need it at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's a wonderful person. Shout out to you. You know who you are. And I'm glad that you're doing all the wonderful things you're doing. But like, so I was telling her all about this and I had never really, I, I had, thought I had asthma as a kid. I thought I, you know, I, I don't sleep very well. And so I'm telling her all about this. And she's like, you know, you're having anxiety attacks, right? I was like, what? She goes, yeah, you're drinking too much caffeine throughout the day. And you're going through and having anxiety attacks. And then like, then I was like, oh, yeah, because I would just sit and cope with it and go. But I would just like, you know, I just say, no, I didn't, don't need this in my head and go through all that stuff. So like, it's weird how you can, one of my really good friends, he's got he just the one that just recently got diagnosed full-blown ADHD. Um, like he was, we were talking, we were kind of, I after I told him I was going to be on this. And I was like, yeah, like, do you do this, this, and this? He's like, yeah, all the time. And I was like, how did you figure that out? He's like, I don't know. One day it just came to my brain. And I was like, I think that's a superpower that we all have. If you have ADHD yeah. is like, you can kind of figure some shit out, but like, then you're like, I don't know how to figure out where my socks went. Right. Right. See where they are. And I think with yeah. that, it's probably time to end this show. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm just going to say, parting thoughts, if you think you have ADHD and you work as an adult and it sucks for you to concentrate, go to your doctor. And if you don't have a doctor, yep. go get a fucking doctor because you need to go to him anyway. And drink more water, goddammit. Yeah, go go to a doctor, see a therapist. Going to a therapist is fantastic. I, it's I shit, love dude. my therapist. I actually look forward to going to talk to my therapist. I, I, that's one of the highlights of my week. Cause I, it's always enjoyable. It's not always fun, but it's always enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, my friends, um, I'm going to let you go. Cody, I appreciate you coming on. Thank um, you I think me. we maybe only actually talked about working with ADHD for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, if you ever want to have me back on to talk about what I do now working for myself with how crazy that is, I'll, <laughs> I'll happily go through that one. <laughs> I, th- I think I'll have you on next time to talk about some music. That way we're under, okay, less, yeah. under less pressure to stay on task. Yeah. Actually, we'll no, be interested in that. So we will stay on task. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck work is what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Right, right, right. But with that, my listening friends, I'm going to call it a show. I'm going to end it like I always do. Remember, try to live your life in a way that would make Bob Ross proud. 
Thank you for listening to Musings of an ADD Mind. If you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't, please hit the subscribe or follow button. 